Right on, writers, and welcome to the Books by Adrian Author platform. My name is Adrian. I'm your host today, and this is the podcast, the follow-up to the live stream Sunday episode from this week. Uh, with me today, as on that day, is Chris Kenny. Chris, why don't you go ahead and uh, once again say hello to everybody at home and remind them where they can find all your stuff. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to me talking absolute junk. No, I'm kidding. It's going to be very good. Um, you can find me. <laughs> Instagram, Facebook, email, all that good stuff is going to be down below. Um, yeah, let's get into it. That's it. All right. Nice and nice and easy. I like it. All right. So um, how, how did it go on a live stream Sunday? Did you enjoy Did you enjoy the show? No, it was terrible, man. I, don't know, I, don't know I thought so. I had, I had a real bad feeling the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> I hate talking to you. Yeah, yeah. Let's let's never do this again. Never. Never. <laughs> if we could just cut this now, that'd be great. <laughs> Done. <laughs> no. No, no, man. It, it was, was a pleasure. Great. It was a pleasure. Uh, right. I really, I really enjoyed it. And the comments were great. People were engaging. Oh, it's, it's such good fun. That's yeah, we had a good turnout. Lots of people in the chat, lots of questions. It was really nice. It's always nice when that yeah. happens. I don't want to say that I'm like the main event attraction, but well, <laughs> I mean, yeah, the numbers are there. <laughs> the numbers are there. <laughs> oh, your modesty knows no bounds. Oh, um, no, it's it, it's true, man. Because like that—that's kind of the cool thing about like hosting this show, where like every week I have a different guest. It's that the audience is always a little bit different. I have like my faithfuls that always show up. But like, it's always nice to see like who's here just for the guest. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was fun. It's nice. It's nice, and I'm very grateful, honestly, on a serious note, for everyone turning up and watching it, and participating. Same. Yeah, it was. Uh, it was a good time, man. Your your wife, especially, she was cracking me up, man. She's funny. She always actually steals my limelight, so I need to start banning her from um, the comments. I don't know, I man. I think she might be your secret weapon. I think that you. <laughs> 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 I think she might be like your your uh, what's it called your uh, your your Thor's hammer or whatever you know it's like it's because <laughs> like she's she's though, she's <laughs> if I say her name three times she'll just appear. <laughs> um, <laughs> no man, like you know you you credit her with with inspiring you to finally get some writing done to put your stuff out. Like uh, she she seems to be your biggest supporter. She was in there in the chat the whole time. Uh, as soon as it, it was over, she popped in to, to 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 sing our praises. It was good, man. It was fun. Like she's she's a good egg. Hang on she, to that one. Don't don't fuck it up, man. I'm gonna try not to. And don't let me fuck it up for you because I was in there like throwing like. <laughs> You, you were walking a thin fucking line, man. We were, we were dangling, we were balancing, and I was like, uh-oh. It, it's, it's, it's all about balance, man. You just got to find one foot in front of the other. Uh, <laughs> all right. Let's get back to the questions now. Have you outlined your entire series? Do you know where it's all going? Yes, otherwise it would be a real fucking disaster. <laughs> Not necessarily. Yes. There's a lot of people out there that don't do it. But yeah, go ahead. Um, no, I actually, I actually have. That was kind of one of the first things I did. Um, Smart. It was because I always had in my head I wanted a trilogy and. I'm not going to lie, it kind of comes from a bit of a financial standpoint because people sure. tend to like longer series, you know, and even yeah. a trilogy these days is quite short. 
Yeah. Oh, it's only three books? Fuck that. <laughs> so now I'm kind of like, oh, maybe I should have done more, but whatever, it's done. Um, so yes, I always had in my head three books, and yeah, it was kind of like I knew... It's really funny. I knew the ending of every single book before I'd even written a word. I knew really? Every, yeah, I knew how I wanted every book to end because they're very kind of cliffhangery. It's like okay. book one, you're like, oh, what happens next, etc., etc. Um, so I had that straight away what I wanted to do, um, and I've actually stayed very faithful to that original, <laughs> original, original Earth Chronicles. <laughs> it was just very much from. The word go really i knew where it was gonna go um so yeah very long-winded way of saying yes no i i i you know i admire that because i i have loosely outlined my my series uh my trilogy i i know the big you know tentpole kind of moments that i really really want to hit but honestly i i don't know how it all ends yet like i have a vague idea i have i have a very like I like I know there's this big like climactic thing that everything is kind of going towards, but what mm. the result of that is, I haven't really decided yet. And it's it's well, it's kind of cool though in a way because you can kind of get excited about what you're writing because mm -hmm. you yourself are kind of writing it as a reader. If that makes sense. Yeah, you sort of. What happens? Yeah. And it's like oh, and then you can, you've got the power though to change it. You know, if mm -hmm. you write something down and it kind of sucks, you go well, actually let's tweak it. That's something people forget. You can just delete and write it again. <laughs> people get really stressed out about like, oh, but what if it's no good? I'm like, then just do it again. <laughs> do it, do it better. <laughs> Fix it. <laughs> yeah, it's really not that complicated. It's a lot of work, but I mean, just do it again. Um, Sometimes you got to do the work though, right? That's yeah. Yeah, you got to sit down and actually do it. Yeah, and yeah. you know, people are always talking and asking about writer's block and how to fight it and all that kind of stuff. And I'm, I'm like you, I, I don't really get writer's block. The problem is just sitting down to write. It's having you the know? time, isn't it? Having the time or or the motivation. Sometimes the motivation is not there. Yeah, you uh, know, we're, we're and all very busy, right? You know, yeah. there's always something going on, whether it's family, whether it's your actual job. Like I don't do this as a living yet. Um, and motivation, as as we kind of touched on in my fitness talk, mm -hmm. is very real with writing as well, right? Mm -hmm. You know, if you don't feel motivated to write the words, you probably won't. And if you do write, it'll probably be a bit of shit anyway. So mm -hmm. it's it's yeah. very it's it's very hard. Now, what I always recommend is if if you're sitting down to do your writing or, or or editing or whatever it is that you're sitting down to do, and and you don't feel that motivation, you don't feel like like you're actually like down to do it right now. But you have to, you know, like you have to, you, you, you got, so what I always recommend is, uh, looking into, um, like different, uh, <laughs> different, uh, writing techniques that will like m shake your stuff up. You know what I mean? If you typically sit down and just write, you know, um, today I'm writing chapter two and you're just going and you just start writing. If that's what you normally do, then do something completely different. Maybe work on, a, you know, the snowflake method or whatever it is, or, you know, maybe go back to outlining, maybe do a little free writing, you know, maybe you need to sit down and just jog some, some ideas loose. You know, there's, yeah. there's a lot of different little writing exercises that you can do to just kind of like, you know, kickstart your machine a little bit when you don't feel like going. Absolutely, and again, I'm going to link it to kind of fitness. All when you when you're writing, everything comes down to reps, repetitions. So you want to practice your techniques, 
And something I was discussing with my fiance the other day actually was doing more little short stories. It's just as like a writing exercise. Um, yeah. For me, I've I finished my second book. It's out with my beta readers who've done their feedback. But I haven't done any other writing really, apart from literally like a couple of days ago, I was like, right, fuck this, let me start book three. <laughs> let me just do mm -hmm. something. Yeah. But I think I need to get into the habit more of actually just doing these little kind of short story things, just random, any old shit, just yeah. get a little prompt and go, um, just to keep, you know, the rhythm going and basically hone my skills. Yeah. For lack of a better word. Um, yeah. Same. Yeah. One of the things that uh, Kent Sean first said to me, like when he started reading my stuff, it's like, hey, man, it's good, but, you know, write the end a few times before you put this out. Like, write some short stories, write some flash fictions, like, just like get, get some like stories completed, you know? And, uh, <clears throat> you know, we were talking earlier about planning out the entire uh, trilogy and, you know, in, in your case where you're like, well, maybe I should have made it a longer series and stuff. I, I started thinking the same thing. And then, you know, everybody's telling me to write short stories and flash fiction. And I'm like, well, I'll put out some short story collection in, in between the, yeah. the bigger books, you know, set them in the same yeah. universe. I can tell stories in the history of my world. I can tell stories on, you know, some other planet, whatever I want to do. Yeah. And just, uh, just put out like little short story collections or maybe even like a novella. If I have like one short, yeah. you know, so, so, shorter story that I want to tell um yeah. and just grow the series that way it's still a trilogy of novels but it has like a a, a broader scope of the series you know that's i mean that's exactly what you know you look at all the successful franchises like marvel dc whoever it might be star wars they're all doing sure. these little spin-offs within the same universe i know we're yeah. talking more media and tv here but same thing applies to books and and like you i've actually got three or four little novellas or short stories from the original earth um chronicles which i might do at some yeah. point but i think i'll be honest this first trilogy for me it's just a massive fucking learning curve i'll bet yeah, yeah. <laughs> like honestly the first book now i i look at it and i'm like oh man i need to redo a lot of stuff in there not from like a story point of view just a craft and technique sure perspective. you self-published yes Yes. Self well, that's that's part of the beauty of that is that you can just go back and re-edit your old book and then republish it again. It's, mm. Yeah, absolutely. It's really interesting because you know everybody always reminds us that our first book is going to be our worst book, and it's supposed to be a reassuring thing that you know it's always going to get better. Your books are only going to get better as you become a better writer, and that's great. But if your first book is the first book in a trilogy, then it becomes like the black spot of the trilogy. You know what I mean? Yeah. You got to go back and like fix it. But then I'm thinking your first trilogy is probably going to be your worst trilogy. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> whatever yeah, like exactly. other book series you get into, it's only, <laughs> you're only going to become a better and better writer. You're going to rewrite the entire like first trilogy. I, like, I don't well, know. Exactly. I think for me, honestly, my, my plan at the moment is <clears throat> before I release book three, I am going to go back and edit book one. Nice. Um, very again nothing drastic just fixing little things yeah. like um Touch it up. view and stuff like that i got really kind of muddled um it's, it's kind of shit you don't really realize when you're writing and unless you've got someone to actually tell you then you just carry on in your merry way like oh, da, 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 keep typing keep yeah. writing stuff um so i need to go and fix a few of those um and as you said if the first book in the trilogy isn't as great as you hope people aren't going to buy the trilogy so the whole thing 
becomes a bit of a moot point, right? Like you need to hook people in. Um, yeah. So they buy the other two books, essentially. Nothing bothers me more than when somebody's like, oh man, you got to watch this new show. It's amazing. And I'm like, oh, cool. You know what it's about? And it sounds really good. And they're like, but you got to kind of get through the first season. The first season kind of sucks. Yeah. It really gets good in the second season. I'm like, I'm not going to watch that. <laughs> so time for that. <laughs> I'm not going to watch that. Why would I watch something yeah. that is completely unenjoyable for an entire season just to hopefully get to something better later on? Like, well, it's my mind, right? It's like, yeah, just, just dedicate 10 or 12 hours of your life to something yeah. that you might enjoy. And then <laughs> I'm looking at them like, how much? Much time do you have on your hands that you can just watch an entire season that you didn't even like? I swear, bro, if I watch a pilot episode of a show and I don't like the pilot episode, I'm not watching that show. I don't care if it gets better later. I'm not watching that show. Now, if I watch the pilot and it's great, and then the next four episodes are garbage, I'm also going to jump ship on that show. Okay, you had a nice pilot. You probably hired a good director, and then the rest of your show is is just yeah. garbage. Funds went one way, and then the rest just yeah. Out I don't have time, man. I got a wife. I got kids. I got a full time job. Yeah. I'm trying to write a book. I do not have time to watch a <laughs> shitty season of television. No. <laughs> Who's got that time? Um, how old? I, I, I have a six year old and a two and a half year old, both boys. Ooh. they're 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 pretty well behaved the the little one uh just thinks he's in charge and it's a real problem uh he he just thinks he runs the show and like the other day he's he's starting to speak in full sentences now and everything and like he's he's good about most things that we ask him to do one of the things is if you're done eating you take your plate and you put it in the sink cool so you know he's two so he can't even see the inside of the sink he's just like throwing it in and hoping that it gets in yeah so he throws his plate in and he sees that it doesn't go in the sink it like comes out of the sink and falls on the counter and then he looks at me he goes you put it in the sink but like with like attitude and i'm like who do you think you are telling me he said you put it in the sink and like for a sec i was like thought about it for a second i'm like (laughs) Like, like I almost what? did it. <laughs> I'm like, who do you think you are? You're two. Get out of here. Like, what are you talking to me like that for? Yeah, no, you don't. Like <laughs> Um, so do you have plans outside of this series after the trilogy? What's what's next after that? Yeah, the uh the next series um is gonna be I wanna get your opinion on this actually. Hit I me. May. Um Of course. So <laughs> That's very kind of you, sir. Um, cyberpunk is a genre I want to write in. Um, now, I kind of, I want to do it. And I'm kind of like, I've got the feelers of the kind of story. It's going to be like a, when I say cyberpunk, talking, you know, Blade Runner kind of setting. Mm. Very, you know, dystopian, mm-hmm. a lot of high tech, poverty, mm-hmm. that kind of juxtaposition. Sure. Um, I've got my main character. He's going to be a bounty hunter. He's kind of doing jobs for someone he thinks is kind of good, but it turns out, oh, surprise, no, he's not. So it's kind of going down that path. Mm-hmm. I want it to be a, a longer series, like I said, kind of six books or so. My kind of question to you, and what I want to get your point of view on, is cyberpunk something people want to read? Or is it more a kind of visual thing like all the mm. carbon, Netflix, Blade Runner, Akira, that kind of stuff? Is it something you more want to see than read? That is a good question. Um, well, 
the first uh, the first example that you threw up, Altered Carbon, started out as a novel. Right. Novel series. So, uh, first off, there might be your answer right there. In my opinion, genre is never the thing that makes or breaks your book and your book sales. Yes. If if it's a good story, it's a good story, and anybody who reads it is going to tell people that it's a good story. Yeah. Um, that's what people care about at the end of the day. So, if that's you know, if you have a good story to tell in that genre, tell it. I wouldn't worry about how many people are going to buy my book based on genre. No. I, now, that being said, that's coming from a dude who likes genre bends. My novel has like every genre imaginable in it because it's this. Sorry, it's man. yeah, it's like a big epic, and I have at least three main characters and several others you know secondary characters a lot of them have point of view chapters as well and all of them are kind of in different genres you know i have a detective who's straight up hunting a serial killer i've got this like psychedelic hippie chick who is discovering magical powers i've got this uh bounty hunter guy who is trying to leave that life behind and and start you know going straight and doing a you know a good for his community but it's kind of a trap oh. yeah you know spoiler alert it's a tragedy you know so like i'm i'm melting all these genres together and in book two one of the minor characters in book one kind of steps up and becomes one of my main main characters in book two and her storyline is going to follow way more of a of a cyberpunky kind of deal you're going to have like cyborgs and and yeah. you know people with like robot arms and shit like yeah. that it's going to be fun but <clears throat> so that being said, I I just feel like if you have a good story to tell, who cares about the genre? Because it's yeah. genre is dressing anyway. You know, it's 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 all of this, and the only thing that really matters is the character. You know, the Absolutely. the actual the actual character, who he or she is, and what they are going through. So, write it, dude. If if you have a good idea, write it. Write yeah, it. I just I've always been kind of um, really just fascinated by that genre. I don't know if you if you play many video games. Um, I do, but one. not very cyberpunky ones. I'm more of like a Legend of Zelda kind of dude. Oh, perfect. Yeah, I can see. Is that the Triforce back there? <laughs> there you go. For those of you listening, there is a Triforce on the Adrian's it's, desk. <laughs> it's, my, it's my backlight. <laughs> Nothing is exciting. Just a very pale light here. There we go. I'm going to turn it off. Right. <laughs> Anyway, back to the point. Um, oh, man. Um, Deus Ex, um, which is very kind of cyberpunky, very conspiracy. It kind of leans heavily on things like the Illuminati, nice. um, Echelon, and Majestic 12 stuff. So I'm just saying words at this point. But point being, I really like that um, story. I like the setting, that kind of noir. Yeah, I just want to. I just want to write in that genre because you can be a bit more gritty. Like um, the original Earth Chronicles, I've made it accessible to all ages. There's no swearing. There's there's you know descriptions of violence certainly. Um, I'm keeping it very kind of PG, not even PG thirteen. <laughs> so for cyberpunk, I mean, listen, I swear I cuss. I've seen some shit. I want shit to come out. Not yeah. actually shit, but you know, I want. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I want to yeah. be more graphic. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. So, so yeah, I want to have that kind of license to do that. And I think the next series, more adult, more. Yeah, more adult and more kind of geared towards that. Listen, this isn't going to be for everyone, but fuck it, it's not meant to be for everyone. Yeah, Read it if you enjoy it. 
Yeah. Yeah. You know, uh, in, in writing my novel series now, <clears throat> one of the things that I, that I always set out to do was to not leave anything out for the next book. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, you know, yeah. uh, it's not necessarily that I want to throw everything in the kitchen sink into this book. And it's not that I'm not going to cut things out. I am. But I'm not going to like purposefully save some great idea that I have for a, a future book. I hear too many writers talking about that uh, lately about like, oh, you know, I can't wait to get to to write, you know, the, a book where I can do this. And I'm like, just do it. Just put it in the book that you're writing. Now. If it's a great idea, just do it. Like, why are you waiting? <clears throat> because you're going to have more great ideas. Like, it's not your last one, you know, like you just like use it. <laughs> it. Like what? Well, yeah. Like what? Who, who are you waiting for? Who are you saving it for? Just put it in there. So, um, so because of that, my book, as I said earlier, is just this big like melting pot of every kind of character that I can think of, every kind of place that I can think of. I, I just want to throw it all in there, all the different kind of plot lines that I can play with, and and it is an adult book, and there's going to be you know more adult scenes for you know yeah. lack of a, of a better some smut for for Aphrodite some Lee. Smut. There some smut there will be some smut in there um and it's it's important to me that there that there be some smut in there along yeah. with all the all the rest all the violence and and i, I you know drug culture is represented in my, i gotta send you yeah. some chapters you haven't read my chapters yet have you i'm gonna send no, you some I, was, chapters. I was actually gonna say uh <laughs> jumping to the end of the conversation i was gonna say look send me what you've got i'd love to read anything you've got man. i just sent um bc brown uh some <clears throat> Uh, some chapters for her to do sensitivity yeah. reading for and they're chapters that I haven't sent to anybody yet like I have a few chapters that I, I've felt confident in for a long time now so I send those out yeah. to a lot of people like the first yeah. six or so I just feel like really solid and, and I can send to yeah. anybody but I'm starting to send people like you know little critique partners and beta readers chapters that I haven't shown anybody before so I'm back to like that like biting my nail like I sent her the email and I was immediately like oh my god she hates it she hasn't responded yet she hates every word that I wrote <laughs> you know <laughs> it's over it's over she's gonna she's gonna write a terrible review everyone's gonna know that I suck <laughs> secrets out box <laughs> it's crazy right how like like it so it, you know that kind of brings us to imposter syndrome do you struggle with that at all is that something that like kind of stops you in your tracks what, what's your deal with imposter syndrome no i'm fucking great we're talking about That's <laughs> <laughs> no yeah, not at all um, this guy this guy over here this fucking guy come on right? <laughs> no i'm uh I don't get imposter syndrome, but I do recognise that I'm not at the top of my tree yet. If that makes sense, I'm not. Sure. You know, I'm, I'm not in the top one percent. Probably not even in the top fucking fifty percent. You know, I'm still finding my way. Um, I recognise I've probably. This isn't me being big-headed. People have said there is certainly an innate, innate, sorry, talent there. Um, it requires nurturing, it requires development, as with anything in life, you know, you, you're very rarely going to be an immediate fucking expert or something. There's always going to be a degree of improvement. Mm. Um, so yeah, I think I don't suffer with imposter syndrome, but I do, as I say, recognise that I need to improve to where I want to be, because, you know, not to bullshit, I, I want to do this full time. I want to give up my real job. I want to be a full-time fucking author. There you go. Bro. 
What do you think I'm doing here? <laughs> <laughs> I thought you just fucking up. Sorry. Yeah, man. Like this is a hobby. No, man. Like, I'm trying to quit my job, bro. Like I, I'll tell you, man. Nothing uh, uh, pains me more than leaving for work and having the boys be like, "We miss you, Dad. Like, where are you going?" I'm like, "I gotta go to work, man." Like, I'd much rather just be home and do some writing, you know, when the when, in the moments that the house is quiet and enjoy my family when it's not and. I, I don't want to. I don't want to go to punch a clock and deal with a bunch of like customers and idiot people. Like no. You know, not to get super deep here, but life is way too short to be kind of you know oh. working someone else and not spending time with your family. Same. Shit happens, man. Like going back to my dad, he he passed in March, really out of nowhere. Sorry to hear of, that, man. Condolences. No, man, no, it's all good, man. It's just like such a shock. Cause he was young, fit, healthy. And it was a very kind of rare lung cancer that got him five weeks Damn. of diagnosis. It's passing. It was oh man, just burned right through him. Man, he he was he had no chance Whoa. literally. Um, so Jeez. that kind of shifted things a bit for me. I've always been quite. I want to give up work early. I don't want to fucking yeah. Dead. Um, yeah. That's yeah. kind of really pushed me forward to be like, actually, life's really fucking short. Um, you got to do things right within reason, you know, financially, whatever, whatever, whatever. But do things that you want to do, people. Don't don't wait for tomorrow. If yeah. there's something you can do today, just do it. Honestly, you just never know. I feel I feel like 2020 really did that for a lot of people too, man. Like it, it taught yeah. a lot of people that you can make money online now. You don't need to yeah. work for the man, so to speak. It taught a lot of people uh, what's really important. You know, like let's. Yeah. There's yeah. been a shift, I think, in yeah. even in companies themselves. I think a lot of companies are now more uh, willing to allow people to work remotely, work from home. Um, certainly, my job is quite remote-based. I'm very lucky with my job. I get to work from home a lot. Um, nice. And it's always been like that, even before the pandemic. I work for the National Health Service we've got here. So you can imagine during a pandemic how much fun I was having. It was, <laughs> it was long hours. Yeah. stressed hospitals Damn. the whole shebang but on the flip side I'm able to be home a lot so I can do more writing and I don't want to waste that opportunity I want to make sure I can look my I'll be honest with you within the next 10 years I want to leave behind the working life by the time I'm 40 I want to be writing full-time mm -hmm. I'm not saying be rich be a millionaire I'm saying if you want to be rich or be a millionaire, you're in the, you're doing the wrong career, man. <laughs> like writing books, that's not where the money's at. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, if you you do it because you love it, and if you do it well enough to support yourself and your family, then you're a success, man. Like, let's exactly, just do it, man. That's exactly Same. that's what qualifies as success for me. If I can earn what I'm earning now by writing books, then I'm the happiest guy in the world, honestly. Now, this is actually a you've set me up for a wonderful segue. So. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> Such a fucking bro. One of the things that that I did uh, that I set out to do rather with my novel is to make it as cinematic as possible. I, I'm I mean I'm trying to coin the phrase cinematic prose. I'm trying to I, like that's 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 my style. What do you write? I write cinematic prose. So I I want to make like I, I want my my novels to be cinematic and appealing to Hollywood. 
because like yeah. I said, the money is not necessarily in the books, but if your book is good and popular, then you can go to where the real money is, which is Hollywood and be like, hey man, you want to make a movie that's going to make you a billion dollars? Pay me a couple million. And then yeah. that's where the real money's at. So do you have any plans to, to adapt your works into any other mediums, TV, oh. video games, whatever? Man, we are on such a fucking wavelength, honestly. This, <laughs> I, I write everything I write. I'm picturing how it's going to look on a TV, either mm. on a Netflix show or a film. Um, for this series, Original Earth Chronicles, I'm actually picturing episodes. I, I'm seeing Netflix, I'm mm -hmm. seeing 12 episodes a season. That's one book. <laughs> so, nice. yeah, everything's very cinematic. And even when I'm writing a scene like a a violent scene for example i'm i sit here in my chair and i'm doing the actions i'm like how would he move the blade and if i was watching it would he do that or would he do that and mm. for those of you listening i'm basically moving my wrist around like <laughs> i want something but... <laughs> this guy's a pro yeah <laughs> so yeah absolutely cinematic prose I'm yeah gonna steal that phrase from now on and Co copyright books by adrian <laughs> God, <damn it. laughs> trademark restricted whatever it is yeah man like that i i honestly like think about and and i i hope that i'm going about it the right way one of the things that i'm doing is uh I'm basing my structure. I actually always do this. It's not special to my novel, but I, I, it's one of the things that I think is going to help it achieve this, which is I, I model the structure after the structure of film scripts. So, um, you know, I, I, I picked up a few years ago a copy of the Screenwriter's Bible, and it basically takes the, um, the hero's journey and kind of condenses it into seven turning points, and these seven turning points make up every movie you've ever seen. And so, um, or every good movie you've ever seen. And so, um, you know, and the, uh, the, the main example is always Star Wars, right? So you have the uh, setup, which is the first turning point, which is, you know, ordinary world, right? Day in the life kind of stuff. Then you have the catalyst, the thing that sparks the journey for your uh, protagonist. In the case of Star Wars, it's when the message plays from Leia out of R2-D2. So that's the catalyst. That's what gets things moving, right? Then you got the big event. The big event, other art, uh, other uh, writers call it the uh, point of no return. Um, it's where even after the, the catalyst, the inciting incident, as we also refer to it, even after that, the, the character, the protagonist can still choose to just, I'm out, I'm going home. And they can just go about their life and nothing would be different for them, right? Like uh, Luke could have, you know, when, when Ben t tells him all this crazy stuff, he could have been like, that sounds crazy. I'm out. I'm going back. I'm going to go moisture farm. Have a nice day. And everything would have been fine. But the big event, the point of no return is he goes back home and his entire family is burnt to a crisp and slaughtered there's no going back nothing will ever be the same for that character ever again he has now no choice but to go on the adventure there that's the point of no so that's the the so that's the first three turning points that make up your first act of your movie and then you've got the pinch and the catalyst uh, excuse me the pinch and the crisis in the middle which is all the back and forth all of the you know fighting back and forth good guys bad guys blah 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 
the crisis ends with the worst thing that can possibly happen happening to your character in the case of star wars it's ben getting killed by vader <clears throat> yeah and then you have your showdown obviously the big battle between good and evil and then your resolution if it's over and if it's not over if it's a series that continues then it's not your resolution it's your realization something is coming next and, and you move on from there and so i i model everything i write off of those seven turning points whether it's an outline for my whole series yeah. making the second book the pinch and the crisis for example yeah. or it's seven turning points for the entire novel where i know like yeah. within the acts of the novel this is what's going to happen i model my chapters after that uh after that format Wow. so that every chapter gives you a complete little arc you know yeah. you you could pick a chapter out of my book and read it like a short story because it always has a setup catalyst big event all the way through every chapter and because i'm crazy i model most of my paragraphs off of the same thing as well like the first wow. sentence sets everything up the second sentence changes things Ooh. the third sentence is no return and it just keeps so every every paragraph goes through a journey at highs and lows and i do that because number one it 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 keeps my story moving always but number two it makes it very easy for a screenwriter later on to adapt my yeah. work without having to cut too much out yeah. it's already structured exactly the way that they need it structured you know what i mean that's not smart man that's like, well, you, you've literally blown my mind. I've been sitting here for those cinematic pros. I'm sitting here, and I'm just like staring at the screen, like, holy shit. <laughs> I don't know what he's talking about. Well, it, it's, you know, I, I mentioned in, in the, the live show that, you know, I'm, I'm bringing this whole idea of courses to my uh, yeah. website. You know, we're going to build a community of, of authors that are here to support each other, whether you're a first timer or a seasoned pro. Um, but if, you know, if, if you're not, getting everything you need out of just the community and you want to do like courses you can choose to do those and the courses you know in my case it's going to be all about finishing that first draft it's so hard for someone who's never done it before to finish their first draft and so that's what i'm focused as well right it's what i'm focused on yeah yeah and 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 structure is paramount in my opinion to finishing a first draft man i couldn't agree more i mean we spoke about it on the live stream i'm very much um a pants or i kind of just write and hope for the best um but, cross your fingers yeah just like yeah I um i think again because obviously we consume a lot of media be it books television film we generally know within ourselves how to tell a story i feel um but what separates the kind of mediocre to the good and the great writers is that structure and the way you just perfectly outlined having that overriding arc and the seven steps. It's, you know, it's, I can't express how key it is. So I'm going to, I'm going to plug your courses before you're even there. Just get it. Get <laughs> when, it, when, when they launch, hop on, uh, it's going to yeah. be good. And I'm, it, I'm bringing Ken Sean with me. He's going to be doing an entire course just on the hero's journey. And I mean, nobody knows more about the hero's journey than that dude. He's absolutely. and he's trying to find like his uh, his t take on it. You know what I mean? Like his way of making it accessible yeah. to everybody. So it, it should be something really, really special when, when it's done. Um, awesome. I also think that uh, uh, eventually we're uh, I mean, Bethany Volta has already been in talks with us, but we, we haven't gotten very far with her yet. But hopefully she's going to have a whole course on like flash fiction and short stories and stuff. Just get all the pros to talk about what they do, you know, making yeah. time. 
like masterclass, like Skillshare, just actual yeah, courses yeah. that you can take broken up into little pieces. Should be fun. Should be good. It's going to be amazing. And people, if you listen to this now and these courses are available, just get them. Go get them. Go get them. <laughs> um, okay. Uh, we have made it through basically every question that I had for you. As far as I can tell, any ones that I didn't ask, it's because we kind of covered them in the conversation. Was there anything in particular that you wanted to make sure that we covered today, whether on the live show or on this one that we haven't gotten to yet, something that you really want to let everybody know about or, or maybe questions that you want asked? What I'll give you the well, floor. One of the questions I was going to ask was actually about your book, which you've already taken and explained in wonderful detail. So, guys... That's one question answered, which was awesome. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I was going to ask as well, would you write in any other genres? Um, we kind of touched it already that you do mix a lot of genres in. Yeah. But I'm talking, would you write like a pure, oops, turn my light off. Would you write a pure? Like a, like a straight up like genre piece? Yeah, um, straight, up, straight up romance or a straight up like yeah. crime. I would yeah. consider it a huge uh, challenge. And because it would be a huge challenge, I, I'm sure that eventually I, I will do such a thing. What it will be, I, I have no idea. It, it, if I have a, a weird suspicion that someday I might want to write like a really nice romance, like just like, for, I don't know why, like I just really, yeah. it's just so outside of what I would normally read, um, yeah. what I would normally watch. But at the same time, everything I watch tends to have, you know, romantic subplots and, and whatnot. So like it's, and, and obviously real life plays into it. So yeah, yeah I think a, a romance, like just a straight up romance, like a Nicholas Sparksy kind of thing, you know, yeah. uh, maybe someday, maybe someday. Yeah. But I, I love genre bending, man. I love being able to do whatever I want. It's, I mean, that's the whole point of, of writing in my eyes. Is that's to just, you, you, man. Yeah. We can yeah. do what we want. It's all, one it's one all of my crazy. favorite uh, comic book series is um, Saga. Have you read any Saga from Image Gosh. Comics? It's an incredible science fiction fantasy. Um, it is an adult science fiction fantasy. And the premise is that there are these two planets that just fucking hate each other. They're just, <laughs> they just have been at war for millennia. And, and, yeah they probably don't even remember what it is they hate about each other anymore they just do they're just perpetually wrapped in war and so the 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 story is uh follows a a man from one planet and a woman from the other planet who have who are both soldiers in the war who have fallen in love with each other and from like page one it's being narrated by their child their offspring this oh. this uh you know half of each yeah, uh, yeah. that should not exist and if anybody found this this child it would be mayhem so the two of yeah. them with their baby are on the run for the for the whole like that's the series is they're they're on the run through space and everybody's chasing them oh, and awesome. uh and it's just bananas it's the craziest fucking thing you'll ever read it has everything in it, it has robots with a tv for a head as a giant <laughs> cat that knows when you're lying there's like any like creature you can think of exists yeah. in that in that series and um and it's phenomenal and and again it's an adult series so occasionally there's like boobs on this on the page or something like so <laughs> just it's just again. it's this incredibly unex uh, uh, uh what's it called uh, um uh not unexpected uh, um uh, 
where you can't unpredictable. It's an unpredictable okay. read that just takes you on this wild ride. And again, just melts every genre together. And that's the kind of stuff that I love to read, man, where you just yeah, like, yeah. you don't know what's going to happen because you can't follow the rules of just any given genre. You know what I mean? Yeah. For example, in, you know, in, in mine, uh, I mentioned we have a detective and she's investigating a homicide and she's on the trail of a serial killer. And one of the uh, uh, witnesses uh, along her case that she's going to be interviewing and interacting with a lot is this weird hippie chick who does a lot of like mushrooms and smokes a lot of weed and and the stuff she says doesn't necessarily make sense all the time but yeah. when we go into her point of view chapters you realize that she sees everybody's aura and she yeah. she can read people in a way that no one else can and so you that's a completely different genre from the one that you're reading in the other in the other chapter and the way that the two kind of like influence it, it makes them unpredictable one to the other or at least that's the goal anyways to me <laughs> yeah i mean it sounds incredible and I, i'm, I'm gonna send you some chapters after we're done here Isn't i think it? that you would like some of them especially when you uh were talking about your idea for for writing a steampunk thing yeah, uh, yeah. like uh, you threw a, a couple of little nuggets of, of what you wanted to do out there and i'm like oh yeah. he's gonna like my book oh he's gonna like it he's gonna like it <laughs> chris yeah. this has been an absolute pleasure my friend it's been a blast man i've really enjoyed it this Thank has been so fun much. i want to have you yeah. back for season four uh you're gonna have a whole other book out by then from what yeah. i can tell so and i should be on the way to do hopefully almost done with the third of that trilogy so yeah we got we'll have plenty to talk about all right season. well then you will be back for everybody uh wanting more from chris kenny he will be back he also has a great interview with barrett laurie over on his channel if you have not seen this yet please go over there and watch it because it is fantastic and one of the <laughs> challenges of my uh interview today was not asking every question that barrett laurie has already yeah. asked so <laughs> so yeah yeah the, the dude is a very thorough interviewer he yeah. like uh, people come to me for the animations and stuff people go to him for the actual interviews He's, no. Oh, man, you're you're both. No, sir. <laughs> it's so funny people are like often are like you guys like each other we we figured that you guys would be rivals i'm like what are you talking about what are you talking about everyone has to be a rival <laughs> i'm not i'm not rivaling with anybody all right for everybody at home thank you for coming thank you for watching if you're watching this on youtube uh subscribe hit the like leave a comment hit the bell you guys know what to do you don't need me to tell you do the things all the things help for uh mr chris kenny his links are down below in the downstairs uh his website is scrolling across the bottom there go check out his stuff he's got cool books and he can transform your body in 12 weeks uh so let's do that too guaranteed i'm gonna have to pick that one up man because I, I got i got a spare tire going on over here oh, gotta get rid of it so do I. all right <laughs> <laughs> all right y'all thank you very much and uh right on writers